change that I'm not what I was. How it really is a shame. The thoughts in the heads manifest on the brow like bad skulls from your feeling. They themselves aroused. So. That was George Harrison with The Light That Has Lighted the World from the Living in the Material World album. This week, I want to talk about responsibility. Responsibility for your words and your actions. Now, the thing that's incredible today in today's age of media is that, you know, most things that are said are documented either through audio or video, or both. For example, let's look at Mitch McConnell. Let's listen to what he said back a few years ago when there was a nomination for a Supreme Court justice during the Obama administration. Mr. President, the next justice could fundamentally alter the direction of the Supreme Court and have a profound impact on our country. So, of course... Of course, the American people should have a say in the court's direction. So back then, he thought the American people need to have a say when it comes to the Supreme Court justice. But listen how he changed his tune this past fall. President Trump's nominee for this vacancy will receive a vote on the floor of the Senate. And, of course, good old Mitch will try to shirk responsibility for his own actions previously and try to put blame on others for why the situation is what it is. The American people are about to witness an astonishing parade of misrepresentations about the past, misstatements about the present, and more threats against our institutions from the same people. And here's the thing that amazes me. It's like, don't they understand that there's video evidence of how much of a hypocrite they've been? That we can simply go back and listen or watch what they've said before and what they're saying now? You know, they tend to do a lot of talking, but when they're held accountable for what they've said, they take no responsibility. That we are gathered at a time when democracy is in crisis. Recent polling shows that 39% of Americans believe the election that just occurred, quote, was rigged. In Ted Cruz, why do people think it's rigged? It's because people like you keep saying it over and over again without any facts to back yourself up. As if you say it enough, people will eventually begin to believe it. And unfortunately, that's what's occurred. These fake ballots that are coming in late. And back to the observation, they're not letting us watch the process. Pam, did you just say fake ballots? 
There could be. That's the problem. Can you talk about the evidence? You are claiming Locked thousands of illegitimate votes here in Nevada. Locked What's the you evidence? Should, you should go in and ask the question of the clerk. No, 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 no. Which you haven't you done guys yet. Just, these people potentially could oh. all be violating Rick, no, federal I, may law. I, Where is the DOJ? Uh, uh, the answer to that is I don't know and I can't worry about it. We keep hearing the drumbeat of where is the evidence right here, Sean. I have three binders. These are court filings and affidavits. I can assure you we have affidavits galore to uh, back up what we're saying. Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion. Where are the votes in a path to 270? Where? We are taking every legal avenue that exists okay. in these states. We have people uh, that I can't really disclose that can describe the hardware. We have so much evidence, I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. I've got lots of ways to prove it, Maria, but I'm not going to tell on national TV what all we have. I just can't do that. Again, a lot of talk, but no real action or facts to back up the talk. Yet they think they can do this and be not held accountable. When they're held accountable for it, all of a sudden, oh, their story changes. For example, when Newsmax and OAN were making comments about voter fraud, particularly about the voting machines, when lawsuits were threatened against them, all of a sudden they start backing down from these claims that they were making. Then you have Senator Josh Hawley, Mr. Macho Man, with the big fist pump to those rioters who later on acts all innocent in his involvement in the situation that occurred January 6th. We're going to object and give him no. what we saw on January 6th. No. I, uh, I am repre was representing my constituents. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Uh, and I, I gave voice to my constituents. You know, I go on and on talking about people that need to be accountable and held responsible for the situation January 6th. But the bottom line is they have to take the responsibility and they have to, in some ways, pay the price for their stirring up the mob. Even after the insurrection, there were 147 Republicans that voted to overturn the election. 147. And because of this insurrection, we had to have the security that was required during the inauguration. So here's my thought. I think those 147, plus those that spoke at the rally January 6th, and those that participated in the rally, should all be held responsible and pay for what it costs for the added security at the inauguration, as well as the cost for the cleanup after the riot. Just think, if it was you or I that were involved in a situation where we did damage, we would be held accountable for that. Yet, these people that participated are encouraged the riot and insurrection are going to get away without having to pay for what they did, I think is truly deplorable. See, you could do all this macho talk and incite people and think you can get away with it. And up to this point, people have. At this point, there has been no serious repercussions. Even look at the woman that stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Basically, the judge gave her a lecture about the Constitution and then sent her home to be watched out after by her mommy. This was a 21, 22-year-old woman who basically, you know, got scolded by the judge and was released to go home. Or you have Congressman McCarthy, who, after the riot, said this. Last week's violent attack on the Capitol was undemocratic, un-American, and criminal. 
Violence is never a legitimate form of protest. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. Yet a week passes, and what does he say now? That president, uh, former President Trump and other important people um, provoke those, um, those folks to come to the Capitol. Do you believe that president, former President Trump uh, provoked? I don't believe he provoked if you listen to what he said at the rally. So McCarthy, when the heat was on, felt a little pressure. He made the comments about Trump being responsible. After things cooled off a little bit for a week, he goes back to his usual self. Until we make these people be accountable, and primarily financially accountable, things won't change. They'll continue on their way. They'll say whatever they want without thinking that there's any repercussions. We need to make these people be accountable. These Republican conservatives who talk about, oh, we need to unify now. This is the time for unity. Already, after just a short time of Biden being in office, already whining and complaining about the actions that he's trying to take. I will say it was disconcerting to see yesterday, the first day of the Biden administration, straight out of the gate, President Biden announced that he was canceling the Keystone Pipeline. That is a major infrastructure project. That is a project that right now today has 1,200 good-paying union jobs. And in 2021, the Keystone Pipeline was scheduled to have more than 11,000 jobs, including 8,000 union jobs, for contracts worth $1.6 billion dollars. And with the stroke of a pen, President Biden has told those 11,000 workers, those union workers, your jobs are gone. Mr. Buttigieg, what do you say to those workers whose jobs have just been eliminated by presidential edict? Well, I think the most important thing is to make sure that we make good on the promise of the president's climate vision as being one that on net creates far more jobs, millions, we hope. Uh, I know that won't just happen. We'll have to do a lot of work to make sure that's real. Uh, But getting this right means ensuring that there are more good-paying union jobs for all Americans delivered through that infrastructure vision. So for those workers, the answer is somebody else will get a job? The answer is that we are very eager to see those workers continue to be employed in good-paying union jobs, even if they might be different ones. So all of a sudden, Ted Cruz is worried about union jobs. Really? Ted Cruz, worried about union jobs. Once again, here's a Republican thinking short-term rather than long-term, looking to support the oil industry, not really caring about the jobs. If you look at Ted Cruz's AFL-CIO score from 2019, it's at 6%. So what's that tell you about his union support? When the average Republican percent is at 17%. When the average Republican percent is at 17%. So, you know, words are cheap. You have Cruz talking about, oh, he's so worried about jobs. You have Rand Paul complaining about, oh, you know, we're all being called white racist. So, you could talk about unity, but my guess is they really don't want unity. 
They want to continue the way they've been continuing for the past numerous years about doing everything they can to protect those at the top and not worry about those who suffer and struggle day to day trying to earn a living. So in my opinion, what we need to do is take responsibility. Don't worry about what these Republicans are going to say or do and just move ahead with the things that need to be done to get this country back on track and get us away from those four miserable years. Place for us in movies, you just gotta lay around. 